This is Ebony, and you're listening to Room for Relations, Calories, Liquor, or Body Count. <laughs> At my school, it's nothing to see a chicken, six inch heels, mini skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast where we discuss everything from the first date. <laughs> To the last orgasm. Get that thing going. No, she's just trying to bust a nut. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to Room for Relations. This is Ebony, and I forget how to do the intro now because it's been so long since I've done. Like, I mean, I did a couple episodes last week, and then we're doing a couple this weekend. But um, since we took a break, I keep trying, I keep introducing, so I have three podcasts at this point and I keep introducing the wrong ones, but this is Room for Relations, the podcast where you listen to everything, nope, 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 the podcast where we discuss everything from the first day to the last orgasm. Um, today we're joined by Amiel Shells and Chris, and we are going to do a Sexy Times episode where we can talk about different research related to sex and relationships. Hey guys, welcome. Hey, welcome. Hi. Um, so my goal is probably after this episode to not discuss Corona, but how y'all doing with the coronavirus? <laughs> how is that going for y'all and work and all that? Well, so I'm appreciative of the fact that I don't have to be anywhere. Um, two weeks ago, I cleared my calendar of all court <coughs> and I think right now I'm not scheduled to go back. Oh, <laughs> I, I took a sip and it was the wrong way. Like, I'm like, ooh. No, coronavirus. <laughs> right, no. Hold on. It wasn't dry. That was all the alcohol right there. It was not dry. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Chip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I think I don't have court now until like the 22nd. And so I'm so excited. It doesn't mean that I'm not working. I'm still overwhelmed with a whole lot of work trying to work through these cases. But I love not having to go anywhere. Hmm. And it's this month, April 22nd? April 22nd is my next court date. They ain't moved that yet? It might be. It might be moved. (laughs) So my point is, I'm just saying, like, I've cleared my calendar so far, and I am enjoying it. And I'm So you enjoy being able to be at home? I'm being productive as hell, cooking, working out, all kind of stuff. I still haven't started working on my website, which I should have done two weeks ago. But hey, you know, I'm I'm slowly but surely getting there. Let me know what you need. It's hilarious how many times I hear, I've been cooking so much, and next tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, but the next time y'all hear podcasts, we're going to talk about that, (laughs) about the fact that, like, it's going to be a whole thing, but I just think that people truly always like judging like oh well she don't cook or she don't want to cook for me and da, 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 da. but then when we get free time and probably y'all too but i'm just saying like when we get free time we got time to actually think and like do things then yeah i'm cooking more i'm working out more like i got time to do this shit but i got a full-time job just like everybody else i mean i don't but you know what i'm saying <laughs> like so i feel like it's interesting well, everybody see, I know so is the like, thing I'm is i've still been working mm. well i'm still trying to make it to where i'm See, I'm working. I'm not necessarily working full time because I don't have to be in court that takes right. up time, but I'm still working a lot though. So my goal is to figure out a way to keep all this going when I'm done. Yeah. Like, I agree. I'm like I think it's me working from home. It's just easier to just get up and like cook as opposed to like I'm mm-hmm. at the office and then I try to finish up some stuff and then driving home and then by the time I get home, like, oh, do you really want to cook? Like as opposed to like when I'm at home, it's like, or, and because what I do, I'm a therapist. So that means I get breaks and all that kind of stuff. And so it might be like, oh, well during this break, I'm a prep and during this next break, I'm gonna do this as opposed to like having to be at the office all day and then come home. So mm-hmm. I just, but I've heard some people say that like, I'm cooking so much just because, and it's not like we don't have restaurants open. All the restaurants are still open, but it's just, yep. you know, 
We could cook, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been cooking. I done got, like, I, well, we're still doing 40 hours a week, you know, and I still be right. I'm still at my desk at 5.30 in the morning, even though I just rolled out the bed. And um, I done got quite intimate with my barbecue pit. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, of course we cooking. I mean, it's just the thought of having to leave the house or somebody else bringing you your food. Like, it, it's a lot of... <clears throat> So there's still a lot of hands involved in that process of ordering food, you know, take right. out. Like, yeah. you know, I could really, now that I got time, I could just cook this myself and then not order and bring somebody to the house or pull up and talk to somebody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I did order something like over the weekend, I think. We went to go pick it up. She couldn't hear me. So she leaned a little closer to the window. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> let me talk louder don't lean closer to me mm. <laughs> so i'm like yeah you know what that's why i'm going back to my house and cooking i'm not playing with these people. Yeah. just don't move around <laughs> exactly don't lean in ma'am like the whole point of this that's hilarious all right um so today we're gonna do some sexy times uh well i mean also, i don't know if you answered like how's it been going for you with the break or oh it's it, uh or I, don't, I say break it ain't a break people working <laughs> Yeah, and I'm people. Uh, so, are you essential? That's what they say. Yeah. So, are you going to the office? Indeed. Oh, okay. okay. It's a, it's been little to no change for me. I I, uh, I missed out on a few of my choice like weekly items for a while mm -hmm. when people was panic buying and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I got. Um, I was supposed to have jury duty on Monday. That's canceled, and and don't have to reschedule. That's you know whatever. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, that's a good. That's a win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to do the jury duty, but I would like <laughs> to do it at the closer courthouse to my house rather than mm. that downtown shit that I was gonna have to do on Monday. So that's the real win. I hate going downtown. Yeah. The one and only time I've done jury duty it was the worst experience in my life. And I've always wanted to do jury duty. I always thought it, was, it would be fun. I was on a murder case for five days. Mm. It was horrible. Wow. Um, it was just, and it, it, first off, it's boring. Let's start there. TV, obviously, is fake. Mm. Uh, so I was bored. Um, and then it's just, it was so graphic um the it was it was just it was, and it's hard to like thank goodness in the beginning they said like the dude wasn't up for like the death penalty so they were like if you say you're guilty he not gonna like we're not gonna kill him technically uh he'll just get life in prison so um but it's it's just it was a lot and in those five days I, like, I couldn't sleep because the pictures they were showing of the person that he killed and all that kind of stuff it was just a lot so like, that's very different than the tv shows i watch i don't watch a lot of murder tv a lot of i watch a lot of uh murder documentaries but it's a little different <laughs> it's a little different so it was horrible i was like all right well i got my fix i'd asked for it and and i was not as busy in my practice so i had to take a week off of work um they pay you like a hundred bucks for the whole week it was i, I want to say like say, but not a day yeah. not a day <laughs> like for the whole five days i might have got like a hundred 150 dollars and um so i literally was already like struggling and then to have to take a week off for jury duty it was bad. especially for a hundred dollars yeah for a hundred dollars like and i needed to see my clients 
So. See, we're not gonna get into it, but that's the that's the reason why trials are hard for us because we have people on the jury that we've just done stuff like that to. Like now, we gotta get you to be on my side after mm-hmm. I made you take off work and give you this little crumbs. It's a- right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it was it's one of those, people was like, "Why did you say this? Why did you do that?" And I was like, "I'm not trying to. I wasn't trying to like necessarily dodge it. I mean, I was, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not gonna like become a nuisance, which I guess I could have." Um, but they, I mean, the judge was very clear, like, I, this ain't, cause apparently the judge I was supposed to be in that court was on vacation or something. So he was like, this ain't even my real, like, I'm retired. I don't give a damn about what y'all got going on. Like, I gotta be here. So y'all gotta be here. Unless you're taking care of a kid and you can't find nobody else or an elderly person, you can't find nobody else. That's the only reason why you can't, you can't come. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I was in the first people. I thought he said I was on, I was a therapist with a help, but nope. <laughs> they did not care. <laughs> so anyway. All right, so first study um, talks about the desire for commitment uh, might under might influence how you feel about relationships. So basically, they're saying that the desire for commitment might have an important consequence on attitudes and decisions related to romantic relationships. So they did like three different studies at once, and so one was 197 Amazon mechanical Turk workers. I don't know why they had to be so specific, but they were. Uh, who are currently involved in a romantic relationship found that individuals who agree with the statement, the idea of a long-term committed relationship appeals to me and maintaining committed romantic relationships is important to me. We're most certain about the future future stability of their relationship. And so, yeah, basically if you agree with the statements like relationships are important, then you would have more faith in your relationship. Like it felt like a duh. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like if you are a person that was like I think long term romantic relationships are stupid <laughs> but I still am committed and I think my relationship is going to be perfectly fine like I don't feel like that goes together at all mm-hmm. so, so basically if you already have a positive view about romantic long term relationships then you're going to believe in your uh, the stability of your relationship the next study was 275 undergraduate uh, undergraduates who found that individuals who expressed a greater desire for commitment were also more likely to agree with the statement. I feel that I need my partner a great deal and tended to report having fewer thoughts about breaking up with their partner. So again, if you, if you actually want a relationship, you view relationships in a more positive light as opposed to people that are maybe more reluctant to commitment may not see relationships that way. All right. <laughs> the last one said uh, 187 single graduates they want to see how this related to single people 187 single undergraduates uh, viewed dating profiles that indicated how interested and indicated how interested they were in the potential partners and so they the uh, biographies of the dating profiles had or the, the profiles had a picture and a biography and a biography said either the person was responsive to their partner highly or moderately and then it also said their partner's needs and it also said whether or not they were interested in a short-term or long-term relationship they found that the single individuals of more um strongly desired commitment the individuals that strongly co- desired commitment tended to be more interested in a partner who expressed interest in having a long-term relationship regardless of how much they cared about their partner's needs which is i mean i guess again it's like a duh but i do think it's interesting that like I just want you to want to have a relationship. You don't have to be worried about my needs, but like, as long as you want a relationship, like we're good. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Any thoughts about that one? <laughs> yeah, those are kind of just straight yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, as I was reading it, I was like, okay, duh. Okay, duh. Well, yeah. Like, I do, I would, I would, I don't know if I would, I guess if you have to pick which one, if you want somebody that's interested in commitment or responsive to your needs, if you want to commit a relationship, then you're going to pick the person that's more interested in your in commitment. But like, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't care about what I need in a relationship. Like, you just here to just be here? Like, yeah. that don't sound fun. <laughs> no, that's some bullshit. Yeah, that don't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, that's not a relationship if you're just focused. If it's just like, because I don't <clears throat> how far that would go people do that people are in relationships and it's kind of like i mean as long as we having sex and we like nice each other hmm. then we're good right like it's it, there's no other i don't need to fulfill any other needs that you have like i'm here we having sex and we get to hang out sometimes and we're not mean i'm not i don't cheat i don't hit you so that should be enough right well as you describe it like that i don't see a problem there <laughs> I mean, you don't, yeah. You don't have to call it committed relationship, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's no problem in what you just described, though. There's no problem with, I don't necessarily have to care about what you need in a relationship. If we having sex and we hanging out and we cool, then that should be enough. I don't know about the word should, you know. That is enough. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that's, that's the one. Better. That's better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, the next study looked at men and women, and well, it looked at men and what would happen if a population had more men than women. So the idea was that if there is a population where men, because men are more prone to like competitive com competition, um, risk taking, and violent behavior they assumed that if men outnumbered women, then the rates of violent crime would go up, marriages would destabilize, and many children would be born out of wedlock because men are so irresponsible. Um, but when they actually did a study, they found the opposite. And so, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Basically, they found that... Um, where was it? When women were more abundant, I'm oh, sorry, when women are more abundant, they are more apt to casual relationships and less likely to get married. So basically when there are more men around than they are more, it sounds like they're saying that they're a little bit more committed. Um, and and a, another part of the competition, I guess, if it's more men, is who's quicker to get to settle down with a woman, um, get married, and devote themselves to like their kids and being a good parent and things like that. So the competition just kind of changes. Um, but yeah, but they said basically, if it's more women and men, then that's why it can be guys are more into the casual relationships. Mm. Which yeah. I would agree with. <laughs> Yep. I think that's typically in, in a lot of cities where more m women are available. That's typically what you see and or hear is like you have so many options. And especially now with like internet and the way we connect with each other with social media, it makes it like you have so many options um, when it comes to dating and relationships where you don't necessarily have to settle down. 
Yeah. I, ouch. That's true. I was just gonna say I agree uh, with the whole option thing and making it making it less likely that people actually want to be. Yeah. So does I guess does compet- does it change like if you know that there are only so many women available and there's an abundance of men? I wonder if that switches to where men are working harder to secure women. Like it feels like sometimes now women are working harder to secure men. Uh, right. I think if women are working harder to secure men, it's almost like any other commodity, right? If you had a hundred people trying to apply for one job and, um, you know, they got to raise the stakes, right? I was going to separate me from the other 99 mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you were saying something about you said that with women, what, did, what were you, you said that before we started? Um... What was I thinking? Uh, Competition. Was it something about like the road? Uh, I, don't, I didn't let you finish. I wanted you to wait till we got on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she cut, and I, I had a feeling this was going to happen. She cut you like, oh. I should have let you say the statement and been like, okay, we're not going to talk about it till the podcast. Mm, yeah. Sorry. Well, if you think about it, let me know. Um, Basically, they found that one of the central ideas is that when there's an imbalance in sex ratios, whichever sex is the majority faces a lot more competition when it comes to finding and retaining romantic partners. So the way that competition expresses itself is, is in the way both men and women shift their overall mating strategy toward the typical mating strategy of the other gender. So when the majority, if it's more women than men, then they're more likely to be like, oh, I could do casual. It doesn't have, I don't need anything serious because that feels like that's the mating strategy for men. But if there are more men than women, then the men will be more likely to be like, okay, no, I'll be in a committed relationship because that's the mating strategy for women. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of adjust. So what we need to do is kill off half the women and then men would want to get married. <laughs> Right. Uh, so you, what you gonna do? You gonna you gonna handicap the environment and then right. you gonna handicap the damn Ebony. I don't yeah. think that's what would happen. Right. Life would be better, right? More people in in committed relationships, more people fathering kids Hold in on. marriage. Apparently, that's what they said. I didn't say that. That's what the study said. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that would change for you? <laughs> No, nah, man. We need motherfuckers doing what they want to do. Some, some everybody in committed relationships, and that makes the world better. Uh, we'll see. It, I think motherfuckers need to be focused on loving themselves. A hundred percent. Which goes to what we were talking about before. The the uh, um, you know the the. All of the things that you listed, minus the quote-unquote committed relationship being enough, so to speak, it is, assuming that you love yourself, then all of the other shit is a bonus anyway. Do you need somebody to come along and... So you're saying if... 
basically if you if you love yourself enough which i'm all for people should focus on self-love self-love will help you not be so like uh does in having such a desire for somebody to make you happy if you make yourself happy but are you thinking that that would stop the desire for commitment or are you just saying that then you'll be satisfied and like having the basics of a relationship without needing so much more both and both and <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't think it would stop the desire for commitment though i think commitment is very much an evolutionary thing like it's very much a safety and security thing more than just like uh this is just something i just want i think it makes it it it's more i think it's more than that maybe i'm thinking of attachment say that one more time sorry my phone started ringing (laughs) no i was saying maybe i'm thinking about attachment Mm -hmm. rather than commitment okay Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. But I definitely think that um, when it comes, I, I agree. I agree 100% that focusing on loving yourself and fulfilling your own needs is the best way to, before you even get into a relationship. But I also think that it's, oh, it's definitely understandable that you would, it's still things you want from a partner. It's still things that you desire from a partner. Like, I'm single. I'm great being single. I'm perfectly fine being single but if i get in a relationship i still have certain uh desires from a partner if i if i were to get one such as so, <laughs> uh uh i would like someone that i that can be uh what's the word like i want to say available but that's not what i mean like I'm a person that's very, I try to be very supportive of other people. And so I would like somebody that I'm their first priority. Like they're going to make sure I'm good at all costs. Chris, stop leaning in. <laughs> <laughs> I want my volume to go out on me. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I think that's a big one. I mean, I'm big, I'm big on physical touch and all that stuff. I can't, I mean, I can touch myself is all I want, but that ain't the same as having somebody else touch you. They uh, <laughs> were. Yeah, they were. So when you say their first priority, they got to prioritize you over them or no, but how, I, how much of a priority there? I don't, not that they have to prioritize me over them, but I would like you to choose me over you sometimes. I would like for if I'm if I'm struggling and you're like, I just don't feel like it. I would like for you to say, but I'm still going to choose you. Um, and I think a lot of times people don't necessarily do that. They, it's like, well, I don't feel like it. Or I have this going on. So this is more important. What do you think? Um, 80, 70, 30, 60, 40. I think it's situational. I'm okay. very rarely a person that wants somebody to like, that needs them to put me first. But if you know me, then there are times when that's important. Like there are times if I call you to tell you like, oh shit, this happened and I'm freaking out. And you're like, oh, but I'm already doing this. I don't make those calls often. (laughs) So if I make the call, I need you to like be aware. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, but it's, 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 it's not a lot that I need from a relationship, but there are things that I would expect. Like, cause if, if I don't get that, then I can be by myself. Like it's things that I can't provide for myself is basically what it is. Like I can't provide that type of support for myself. I can't provide physical touch for myself. Um, so those type of things. I dig it. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, oh, Shells is, I don't know what she doing. 
you just listening? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was, like, I was trying to put a whole. I was trying to put up the groceries, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving us a virtual, virtual apartment, a virtual tour. A, a tour of the apartment. <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty much. Yes, it's too much. That's funny. Okay, so um, the decline in sexual desire in recently married women and subsequent reduction in marital satisfaction um, for both spouses was documented by the Archives of Sexual Behavior. Um, so they talked about how sexual desires in newlywed couples, um, basically if they don't have, they have difference in sexual desires for new couples, it predicts a lower mar marital satisfaction. So they talked to 207 newly married couples. They were asked to complete a series of questionnaire-based assessments um, based on marital satisfaction, sexual desire, um, if they had children, things like that. And they were completed every six to eight months over a period of four years. Um, they revealed that newly married women, but not men, report reduced levels of sexual desire. And this, this trend precedes decreased marital satisfaction for both spouses and lowering sexual satisfaction over time so I, so this is hard because i get i get the study is basically saying like the when they would talk to the women they had a lower desire for sexual for sex i read that one did they go into why because i mean i saw when it said men don't change they pretty much sexual desires is pretty much stable but i remember we did read one on one podcast you know we're talking about the advent of longer work hours and children would affect the intimacy in the marriage i guess that's tied to sexual desires but did they even discuss like this is the reason why women's sexual desire is decreasing in the marriage did they did they highlight that give us a why or this is just a yes their desire decreases when i think like you said they talk about childbirth um and just difference in like like based on gender in like the differences in their in their interest mm -hmm. um but they said that even couples who remain child free over the course of the study showed a difference in sexual desires mm -hmm. so basically um it doesn't it doesn't say why i feel like i can give lots of reasons why but okay. i don't think the study actually like went into like why it was different it just was saying they were just um attributing that to how okay. that impacted sexual I mean marital satisfaction and sexual satisfaction my uh assumption based on the work that i do is uh a lot of okay there are a few things one men and women look <laughs> men and women look at marriage differently um some men and women depending on your religious background depending on your upbringing things like that but some um women are looking for someone that they can be sexually free with and men a lot of times get that out before they get married it's like i'm gonna go sow my wild oats i get married this is a good girl i don't expect to like do all this squad and crazy stuff because i've done that before in my in my past so that there's a disconnect there where the woman is looking for somebody that they can actually be more open with try more things with actually be able to share like their interests with and if that person is already like kind of being judgmental or already like kind of letting them know like nah i've already done all that i did that when i was single this is a different type of like relationship then it mm -hmm. makes that person not as willing to be open which can decrease your sexual um desire along with that a lot of 
uh, for women, I, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. It takes more for them to get in the mood. It takes more for them to like have, um, be aroused. Not Why? sorry. Why is that? It's so our brains work. So like women get, so there's a thing called spontaneous arousal and spontaneous desire. Women have more spontaneous arousal, I believe. Oh, I can't remember. It's in that book I always talk about, Come As You Are. But I think women have more spontaneous arousal. Men have more spontaneous desire. So arousal is the physiological effect of, of wanting to have sex. So women might get like, like excited, wet, whatever you want to call it, based on like random things. Like it could be I'm watching TV and somebody kiss and I might get excited or even watching animals. have Like women, like literally there's a study that shows that women get excited about a whole bunch of stuff. But that doesn't necessarily translate to the desire to have sex. They're just physiologically ready. But why they not? also, why, well, because it's two different things. There's one thing, that's the same thing, like if, if a woman is getting wet, I mean, getting, sorry, if a woman is about, feel like she's about to get raped, she will, the, there will be lubrication down there. Because it's more of a like protection thing than anything else. So the, anything else. So the thought of sex creates a physiological effect. Okay. Um, whereas men might have spontaneous desire where we can be just sitting on the couch doing nothing. All of a sudden he's like, mm, sex would be good right now. Let's do that. Like that's how it comes up. So their desire just comes up spontaneously. So that's just the way brains work. And again, it's not everybody, but that's typically how that works. It, it gender, it typically is gender specific. Um, and so because of that, and because we all have things that kind of turn us on and turn us off. And if you have a sensitive accelerator, which is like a car. So if you have something that like, where you're easily turned on, but very few things turn you off, then you'll probably be a lot more um, open to having sex more often. Whereas if you're a person that's like, I could get turned on easily, but I also get turned off really easy, easily. So I could be excited to have sex on the way home and be thinking like, oh yeah, I'm about to go home and get some and get home. My house is a mess. I got to cook dishes, kids, da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, that's turned me off. None of that makes me want to have sex. And so I think all of those things, so being aware of the way our bodies work in general, I think is extremely important. And understanding that it's more, it's, it's always, not always, a lot of times it's way more than just, I don't want to have sex. Women typically want to have sex at random times, but if it, if it isn't conducive over a period of time, if I want to have sex at 10 o'clock in the morning, but I'm at work by five o'clock in the evening, I might not even be there anymore. Like that might not even cross my mind. And so it's so many factors that goes into it. And I think sometimes we just think like, why don't you just want to have sex? Just have sex and then we'll be good. And it's like, but along with that, there is something to say. Women sometimes need that external stimulation to get them to, get them to desire it, which is why sometimes people will say like, well, just start the act not necessarily start the act of sex, but like, that's why foreplay is important. That's right. why when you start to do those things, it gets women excited to want to have sex because it's like, okay, now my body is in the mood. Now we're kind of introducing sex to it. And so now I'm ready as opposed to just being like, why well, we can't just go and have sex. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I was about to say, you know, none of that probably registered <laughs> to them at all because they don't go through no thinking, no nothing. When it's time, it's time. Let's go. So that's it. They don't relate to none of that. That's, That's not true. Point. You can tell from their responses. They both were like, hmm, yeah, what's the <laughs> next topic? <laughs> like, it wasn't, it, there was no, it was so obvious. <laughs> I go, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Duly noted or not. <laughs> so, yes, to answer your question, Chris, they didn't necessarily go into that, but those are some of the reasons why there may be a decline or maybe just the desire is just different. Um, and I, Go ahead. I was just about to say, I've seen the examples that you named 
in mm. a few couples that I know. Like one friend is wants to be sexually free, blah blah blah, but her husband is more reserved, so that sucks. Mm-hmm. One person, if she's not making enough money or if he's not, then she's worried about the bills, so she don't want to have to mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of stuff that women think about that affect whether or not they want to. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you too, but I, I, I think, well, I get you right. I think it come down to gender because I mean, there'd be some time now. So speaking from 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 my end, like my job can be stressful. So there's gonna be some times, you know, like you was talking about. Yeah, you might just want to have sex throughout the day or whatever. Like, man, let me go ahead and you know feel like doing a little crank one out or whatever. And then you get to the house after the end of the twelve hour shift. Now she might be doing a little eight to five. Might be, you know, they go by kind of breezy and she waiting, but now you didn't got home and the same thing, right? You get home, so you need to cook, you need to do all that, or the house is the mess, and now you're not even. But is the is your now is the partner is based on gender? Is she is they more receptive to that? Because mm-hmm. you know, because now there's be some women that try to make advances and they don't want to understand that. Hey, listen, um, days kind of. Stressful, like I, I, I had the, the the desire, but like I'm not even in the I mood. I can't make so. myself right. Right, and they be like, "So you just getting ready to deny me?" Like, well, listen, hold up, is they saying that you ain't attract? Like, I, I don't lost that notion, but I'm just not. You know, I just got off work. I ain't ready to work. I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to go back to work. So, I think uh, a, a big part is the socialization and the beliefs that we have when it comes to the opposite sex and their sexual desires. Um, Because just like y'all have been conditioned, we've been conditioned to believe that men are always ready to have sex, always want to have sex, no matter the situation, if you present it, they'll take it. And so if, if you get into a situation where somebody is like, nah, I'm good. Or it it does feel very personal. It doesn't feel like, oh, it's just like I'm I've had a hard day or I can't I'm I'm drunk or whatever the case may be. It's like, no, nigga, uh, you supposed to always want it according to what I learned, according to what people told me. <laughs> right. And so it's real you know, so I think that that is it can't like you said, it can be difficult to have that rejection because it, it does it feels more personal than probably it really is. Like in mm. real life, it's probably like a it, it has nothing to do with you. Per se, it's just whatever I have one on, which we understand it for ourselves, but it's hard to understand that for men. But yes, we should. Okay, understand right. Because I'm like, man, you know, I, I'm. She ain't in the mood, and I'm like, huh, all right, fine. Let me go turn on the PlayStation. I ain't in the mood. I'm getting the death stare, like, oh, so like, <laughs> oh, uh, you talking to somebody else? Wait, whoa, whoa. You whoa. gotta be cheating, because what else is there? Right. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, why you don't want me? You got. It. <laughs> The only reason you must have had sex four hours ago. Why you want to have sex right now? <laughs> right, right. We are oh. so illogical. Like, <laughs> first thought. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, where does this come? Where? Golly, okay. Well, fine, yeah. fine. <laughs> fine, I'll have sex anyway, even though I want to. Which is not fair to you, Chris. It's not fair. <laughs> no, it's not. Because you, you sure ain't going in with your A game. It's like, man, listen, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that's another complaint that's coming up. It's- it's right. It's, it's, right. Where your mind at? You ain't here with me. Okay, listen. I told you. You must be thinking about the girl you had sex with four hours ago. Yeah. It's definitely um it's a it's a difficult thing. It's it's difficult when you've had so many 
I won't even say examples, but when you have those beliefs, when you have those beliefs around like, this is what sex means, this is what it looks like for men and women, um, it's difficult to kind of come to terms with like, because I say that all the time, like even on here, I literally, this is what I do for a living. I know logically that men have a, you know, they can deny you and they can say like, hey, not today, I'm not in the mood or whatever, whatever. And I still will be like, but what, why? Like what's going on, you know? And so it's hard to like let go of that belief and like really, really understand that it's not a personal thing or or if it is whatever they're gonna i mean it if it is that's not my issue to like necessarily fix like right. especially if i'm not in a relationship with you if we're in a relationship we can talk about it but if we're just doing some casual stuff like it's not really anything that i need to take on as my own issue this does sound like relationship problems yeah <laughs> ties into what we were talking about before again but that commitment piece yes <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, say yeah. just let that go. <laughs> oh goodness! What were you about to say, Chris? No, I was like, all right, yeah, we just gonna ball it up or to the side. Just somebody <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's Chris. I'm pretty sure it's Chris. Wait, yeah, unless it's me. Unless it's I me. Mean, let us find out the whole time. No, it's not. It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> I was like, no. mine is on silent. Mine is on silent. Yeah. You sure? Dun, dun, dun. Then we know who it is. Dun. What do you mean? I'm about okay. to text all three of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. yeah. It was you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. the reason why I said that is because we were talking earlier and it did it. Your thing kind of vibrated. <laughs> yeah, your whole screen. <laughs> I hit it twice. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. It was just funny because I, I was like, I'm watching his whole screen vibrate. <laughs> like, I see it happening. <laughs> all right. Um... Everybody had, oh, Chris, you don't drink wine, huh? No. Like, never? I, I know you drink brown. <laughs> fancy right. brown at I, that. And it skipped. I was trying to see what was in the cup. Uh, he, he drinks the fancy brown. It went away from the screen right before it, he was going to show. You, he showed it right now. You can't see it? No. Oh, maybe uh -oh. I need to slide over to him. I Wait, see you, Chris, I say guess, something. Maybe because you were talking. No, I, well, I went out the wrong screen now, so. But I can see everybody at the same time when I do that. Can you see it now? Uh-huh, yeah, I see it. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's just holding it in front of the screen. Yeah, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know why he kept it up that long. I, I <laughs> he cut you. Know. <laughs> okay. No, no, wine is wine has been is it's been lost on me. Like I guess it's an acquired taste. Um no, nigga, it's not an acquired taste. It tastes good. <laughs> you saw my face, I was like, hmm. Man, it's, never heard of that. it's an acquired taste. <laughs> I ain't gonna say wine ain't a quiet taste, and I'll come over there with a certain type of beer. You can be like, man, get this shit out of my face. I mean, that's true because I, you know, no. you drink brown, that's a quiet no. Exactly. And beer is an acquired taste. All beer is an acquired taste. Nigga, it's because it's bitter. <laughs> I, okay, so for me, my wine experience was I went from plum wine, which, by the way, I started, I bought some recently because, you know, Corona. Um, so I was just buying random stuff. <laughs> and so I bought uh, some plum wine. And because I used to make plum teenies, which is not a real thing, by the way. It's literally just plum wine, like Japanese plum wine with uh, vodka, like 50 50. It's a plum teeny. Um, mm. But I started with plum wine, which is extremely sweet. It's really, really sweet. Um, and then I went to Moscato because sweet. And then from Moscato, I think I started drinking like Pinot or something. Not Chardonnay, because Chardonnay is kind of dry. But I started drinking white wines. The sweeter, oh no, it was uh, 
Moscato, then Riesling. I was gonna say and, Riesling. Yeah, and then I think I went to like Pinot. Now I drink uh, Sauvignon Blanc is what my white wine is. But then after that, then I went to red wines. Then I realized I just will try anything. So, <laughs> so well, I tried, I started trying different stuff, and it just depends on what I have a taste for. Okay, so maybe I probably all right. Well, probably I need to walk through that wine. <laughs> yeah, step. like I, you know, I mean, like yeah, because you don't you don't become a little whiskey bourbon connoisseur overnight. So perhaps if I put forth an effort, like I did with, yeah, uh, yeah. like I do with my beer, and mm-hmm. I do with my uh, whiskey and bourbon. But um, all right, prime example. So Basil Hayden, which is what I'm drinking, they make a dark rye, and is it called Port? Is that a um, oh. Mm-hmm. So, so they put port the dark, get you messed up. I got one right, right. there. <laughs> so they put it. So they put it in port barrels, and so mm-hmm. you get a hint. I know when I drink it, there's a hint of wine mm-hmm. on the on the end. Now that's okay. So I guess if I took the time out, I'm pretty sure you should go backwards because port is uh I want to get up, but I think it has like some brown liquor in it. Okay. Or something. So mm-hmm. I think you should go. Since you drink that, drink port because port is strong. It's literally wine plus a brown liquor of some sort, and then you should go that way. I don't know if that's okay. True well, y'all, and I it's still you, a little I tell, sweet. I, I tell you what, then y'all will help me, you know, before I embarrass myself. So y'all, yeah, we'll we'll next time we'll I, instead of bringing a brown bottle, uh, I'll you know try to uh, y'all suggest a wine. I bring that, and then y'all kind of baby step me on through. No, uh, you bring your brown bottle too, because if you don't like it, I need you to have something to drink afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want is, you. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, we'll bring the wine. <laughs> come from why? Why? I Sorry, the next study is talking about wine. That's why I asked the oh. question. <laughs> so I was like, "Wait, we just really went off into a full blown." Yeah, no. The next study, the last one, talks about wine. Uh, and I was going to ask y'all, how does wine um, impact, or if it does, your sex drive? No, wine <laughs> makes me sleepy. Me too. If I drink too much wine, I agree. Um, it'll ruin whatever sex drive was there because I'll be asleep. So um tequila increases my sex drive. I don't know. I don't think I know of any alcohol that does well first of all I don't drink as much as I used to so hmm. there's that. So I don't even think I probably any if I feel any type of tipsy I might. I don't know. <laughs> it's just not, not happening like that. Yeah it's not I don't think I don't you think used to wine. go to the spot and get drunk like all day. Yes, <laughs> uh, just not not too long ago. <laughs> I so, totally remember. So recent, <laughs> but you know, life and health and age and all this BS. So it's not 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 quite the same anymore. Youngest one on the phone. Life and health and age. Okay. <laughs> right. See, like, why did I have to get uh, affected? The youngest one gotta get. You gotta adjust. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gotta adjust my life and don't drink. Everybody been coronavirus. Like, oh yeah, we drinking. We old the liquor store. <laughs> Not me. Nope. I'm over here trying to. <laughs> we drinking. <laughs> Not me. Not so much. More. What about y'all? Well, not y'all, but what about you, Amios? How does wine impact your sexual interest? It don't. Um, I think with all alcohols, uh, I'm uh, I'm with Chelsea, and that shit will make me sleepy. Hmm. All alcohol. Yeah. Um, you know, with some, it's just like you know, it's just ridiculous. But you know, with the shit that I drank, with the wine, with the beer. That's really just a compliment for what I really do, which actually does increase my sex drive. 
Um, I can't even imagine that. What's that? We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> it's not a conversation for the podcast. That's right. Sidebar. Imagine what? We'll talk about it. imagine it at another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so because what you do on a regular basis does increase your sex drive, alcohol just kind of, which both of them are uh, depressants, right? Both of them. Is, but I'm saying no because there's di- it's okay, labeled, let, let yeah, him. It's labeled yeah. as a depressant yes but I mean I guess it affects because I know people who will go smoke and they'll they'll end up t- kicking it up some notches like I, but I mean it's labeled as yeah it's labeled as a depressant no doubt but yeah some people will smoke some weed and they'll go out and, and start right like they'll get I don't know what it is but it does affect people differently yes but it is depressing I don't think I knew it was labeled as a depressant. Like I knew nobody was gonna do that and then go turn up as if you would with, you know, alcohol. But I don't think I knew that it was labeled as a depressant. Mm-hmm. Or what is it like a downer, upper yeah. versus downer? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't That's consider it that amios? No, I consider it an upper. Like the shit makes me want to create. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like not, not you know, sulk and shit and go to sleep. But no, I want to. I want to get shit done that I otherwise wouldn't. I want to think about thoughts that otherwise yeah. wouldn't even come to me. You know, okay. I don't feel down at all. That's I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because it, it talks about wine, but then they kind of go into just alcohol, just in general. So it mm-hmm. starts off basically saying that red wine increases the sexual appetite of women. Mm. Um, which let me just say, I do feel like red wine and white wine have a different effect on me, but again, I don't know if it increases my sexual appetite, but it does like white wine. I do feel like I get way more tired on white wine and red. Red wine just feels like alcohol. Like it just feels like, so maybe I could see that. Um, but they were saying just in general, alcohol in small amounts increases your libido. So even if you don't drink a lot, if you drink a little bit, it does kind of increase it. Um, and alcohol tends to arouse women more than men. They they kind of argue, they say like, it could be argued that men don't need much to be aroused anyway, so maybe that's why. <laughs> and it seems to have a reverse effect. Like if they have too much, then it's not working right. So I get it. Whiskey did. Absolutely. There's, there's a yeah. window there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the you're in limits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and women respond to earthy. Oh, so they say a big part of what they think for women is the smell. So because women respond to like earthy, musky, woody, kind of cherry-like aromas, that's what mm-hmm. red wine gives you and that's why it's um it impacts you more um because i can smell has i think smell and sound but they say smell ha- oh shoot i just lost this smell basically has a bigger impact on uh the strongest and longest lasting memories we have so mm-hmm. smell is associated with memories um i always say sound because i think like music and stuff like that but definitely i can see how when you have a smell it's like that's like i remember my um my grandfather, technically my great-grandfather, passed when I was like, I don't know, like a teenager. <clears throat> and I always remember when I was younger, as soon as I would get that, I'd go give him a hug and I'd sit on his lap and he smelled like tobacco, like like chewing tobacco and whiskey. Mm. And so it was some, like 10 years later after he had passed, I smelled, I was like, that smelled just like, and it immediately took me back to like me running and jumping on his lap when I was a kid. Um, mm. So mm. I could definitely see that how, and, and you might not even recognize that the smell is there until you smell it again later and be like oh that reminds me of that thing so um i don't so i don't know if that means that 
if you're drinking during like if you are drinking that and then you have sex then that you start to associate that with sex or just because those smells tend to uh make you i don't know sexually interested or whatever i'm not sure i guess i can co-sign well um i got invited to a wine festival i mean i ain't drink shit when i went out there but that's unfortunate (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a taste, but like, you know, I ain't getting ready to fix me a glass. Like, listen, I'm a taste it, you know, here, try this, try that. But um, I'm going to be a good sport. But I can see the ambiance change over the people. Because, you know, like, so you go to a whiskey, a scotch tasting, <coughs> even the women that's in there, they're still reserved, right? After a couple mm-hmm. glasses. And I don't know if that's to the drinks, right? We're talking about the, uh, you know, maybe the smell, maybe whatever. But people are still reserved. They go to the wine festival. And after about a couple of glasses, folks are starting to get real, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, do they spike the wine with something? like, to, Or is wine, you know, maybe wine. Uh, I figure that's what that wine do to you. <laughs> so, okay, then, well, shit. Uh, we go get a bottle. But, you know, so, you know, uh, I think people start getting a little bit more loose. The, the yeah. physical contact start getting a little bit more. I'm sure. Yeah, folks are like, hey, you know, and then, you know, the hey, when it's a long hey, kind of like they just, instead of just talking. Slow motion. Yeah, right. You kind of like, so. Yeah. And that's like, okay, you know, clearly, right, it must be the wine. So, yeah, I I will agree with that study. Yeah, that wine kind of brings out women. Definitely. Definitely. Have y'all seen Uncorked? Yes, I thought it was very cute. I just watched it. What's that? It's a, TV show? It's, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie on Netflix. Uh-oh. Apparently, it's from the guy that produces Insecure. What's it about? Oh, okay. I can see that. It's mm. about a guy. Well, it? That doesn't really, but whatever. I don't know. He's related to Insecure. Uh, a guy, a, a young dude whose dad owns a barbecue uh, spot, and his dad obviously wants him to take over it once he like retires or whatever, but he wants to be a some Oh, why can't I say it? I just said it. Someone, yeah, someone, Somalia. Is that how you say it? Somalia? Someone, yeah. Someone, yeah. I was like, I know how to say this because like literally it was funny watching the show and somebody Somalia. was like, I didn't even know what that was. And I was like, I knew what it was. Oh, yeah, she because she they kept about Somalian and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny, the only reason I know that is because in John Wick, when he goes to go get a gun tasting. He goes to see the sommelier, and I was like, "Why is this guy selling guns?" But he's supposed to be a wine, like it's supposed to be a uh, wine. Oh, I see. So I had to Google that, but I was like, "Oh, so this is what they call." Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what they call that person. So I went to well, he wasn't a, a like master sommelier, or whatever however you say it, but I've went to some wine classes, and that's why. But I was like, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I knew what it was, but clearly I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he wants to be um, a master in wine and like being able to suggest based on like notes and all this kind of stuff because um, he's really interested in wine. So, mm. which is, I think that's a cool. When I took the wine class, it was um, it was interesting. And it was a black dude too, um, but it was interesting because I I really want to go to like the wine country country like here in Texas first before I go to like mm. Napa Valley and stuff. I really want to. I should do that for like a birthday or something, make everybody go. I feel like that's always a good time to make people do stuff. It's for my birthday. Because <laughs> people do more stuff for you. If it's your birthday, they'd be like, okay, fine. Like things they would never do before. If you make it for your birthday, they try it's to go. Way, only way you get me out there. And they're going to let you know too. Soon as they get right. there. You, know, you know I love you because I would never. Such I would have never done this. Exactly. I'm, I'm you got to be glad it's your birthday. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> Chris saying, I'll be there, but I ain't gonna want to be there. By yeah. next March, we'll get Maybe you. Maybe by we'll the get end, you exactly. Say, we'll try some and like them, and have there a, we go. Have a flash. I mean, you down, right? Of course. Of course. We're going to the wine country. Okay, well, maybe. Fredericksburg, Texas. If y'all don't know, that's where you go to try all the wines in Texas. Um, that's the that's, free that's Apple not, Valley. That's not, that sounds like some, some... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go all ahead. these pauses. <laughs> okay. Like a date? Like a... No? Okay. All right. No, no, no. no, no, no. When you say Fredericksburg, like that took my mind somewhere uh, else. Like... Oh. The uh, 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 trip, I'm down for it. When I, you, you know, when I hear shit like Fredericksburg, I may think about some shit like Jasper or, you know. I mean, that's, that's all. you could be right. The yeah. only person that I've known that has went was uh, my friend who dated a white guy. And she did have some questionable experiences. <laughs> but she has a very specific routine she takes when she goes because she knows these places are black friendly. So I'm just gonna ask her where can I go that's black friendly <laughs> before we uh, <laughs> before we make our way down there. Good job, good job. Yeah. So yeah. But, but yeah, right. I'm for sure. All right. I'm I'm saying all that. We'll see what actually I lie. Next next job, I'll be in Spain for my birthday. So, so there's that. There's that. There my sister Chris. decided to get married dreams, on Chris. I know how bad you were looking yeah. forward to that, Chris. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Yeah, can't do my it. My sister oh. decided to get married the day before my birthday next year. So oh, that's why. Oh, what an awesome sister that is. But she's so great. She's so great. She's so great. Anyway, all right. Well, that's all we have today. Thank y'all for joining us. Um, make sure that you subscribe, rate, comment to Run for Relations on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places that you find your podcast. Oh, and YouTube. This is going to be on YouTube. We are now because we have to do video chats anyway. You get to see all these crazy facial expressions and all of that on YouTube. So make sure you go check that out as well. Um, and follow Room for Relations across social media, Room for Relation on Twitter. And uh, roomforrelations.com is still there. I will be updating that soon with the content that we have. I have not done it, but I will. <laughs> so just yes, go check that will. out. Yes, we will I will. And soon. yes, yes, we're gonna we're gonna do that together. Um, and if you um, have any like, so I'm trying to I, I, right now. I have three podcasts. I'm thinking about starting two more because I'm crazy. Um, so if you have Podcast questions, I, I love podcasts. Like if I could do this, you're doing work. If yeah. I could literally yeah. just sit around and talk to people about sex and relationships, I mean, that's what I do in my job, right? I do that as a therapist. But if I could do that, like this type of platform, where I could be way more like transparent and honest about like my experiences and just having conversations about these things, like full time, that's what I want to do. So if y'all got any speaking engagements that y'all need me to come to once this is over or vir virtual where y'all could pay me, let me know because I'll, I'll, I'll make sure this is what I would like to do full time and then just have my practice on the side so I can help people there. But, um, but yeah, uh, check out all of our, um, po the other podcasts, High Functioning Mess is one. Um, I'm thinking about oh, starting yeah. one. I like what y'all are doing with High Functioning Mess. You do? Oh, yeah. so you you watch that? Okay. Jay Sawyer, yeah. That was the only well, because Roy didn't be like, that's for girls. I'm not watching it. We, I mean, I don't think we've ever said it was for, for women, but. No. Yeah. It's just because it's two women and you know Rory. No, no. <laughs> watching it, it don't. You know, it don't necessarily come off like that. Are 36-year-old black men y'all's demographic? It's black you know? people that are struggling with, like, being, like, have seeming like we got our stuff together. It's just black. And it's not even, we were, she didn't want it to be black people. I was like, 
black people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, so, yeah. Yeah, but just viewing it, it don't come off as like, okay, this is just exclusively for women, you know, but I, you know, I dig it. Um, yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. It's I enjoy that. Um, and so I'm thinking about starting a show. Um, I'd already kind of put some stuff out there and I was doing it on, I think, my instagram called ask a therapist where you can basically just send me a, a, any type of like letter or any question or whatever and i would just rant about it for like 15 minutes um but i realized my struggle is i like to talk to people so i feel like i would still want like random people on there with me to like have a conversation oh, with, as opposed with. To, as, yeah exactly as opposed to me just like talking for 15 minutes to myself so I don't know. We'll see. But if y'all have any questions that you feel like this would be a co- good question for a relationship or sex therapist or something like that, send it to me. Room for relations at gmail.com. And then the other one is uh, we're, we're going to start that later. But it's about uh, just us watching different like dating shows and, and sh- love shows about that are around black people, but also just some of the other ones, as long as they got black people on it. We're probably not going to do The Bachelorette or The Bachelor because they never have black people on it. But some of the other ones, like if we had done it when we were supposed to, we would have did Love is Blind, but we didn't. So there's that. Mm. So just, you know, I, I really want to be able to like create a space for like all kind of content related to sex and relationships. So mm. right now people got time. So that's what we're doing. Oh, and we're going to do sexy game night. I haven't done it yet. I keep saying we're going to do it. We haven't done it yet. We're going to do it. We're going to have game night where we play like different like adult games with us around around relationship, sex, and drinking. All right. That's happening. (laughs) All right. Thank y'all for joining and we'll talk to y'all next time. All right. Bye. Bye.